0: happy new year it's now 2023 a year that sounds made up and by it's now i mean it will be by the time you're listening to this listener because right now it's december 27th 2022 a day before my birthday i would like to point out my goodness how time flies um we're here coming up with a hitbox top 10 list talking about the top 10 games that came out in 2022 um if you've not heard our personal lists on um, those were discussed last week uh but now it's time for that that good old hitbox list how are oh uh this is i'm saying this like it's like the intro after the intro you know what i'm saying <laughs> boy well, how I mean, did i mess that up this is a
1: special time you know game of the year comes around only once a year once a year it's true um, it's true and this is not just our game of the year because clearly our game of the year was uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Now, um, hold on. So, what's
0: up? Now wait, we both now agreed. wait one moment. You said, yeah, what's up? Mm. No, no, you. Sorry, no. Excuse me. Continue.
1: Yeah. So I, we both loved Horizon Forbidden West. That was our number one Ooh. game of the year, right? Number two is the Medium. Mm. We played it again, mm. thought it was deserving get, of this year. Well, so yeah. now we're gonna have to come up with our right. list, our mm. the website, the mm. podcast list that mm-hmm. is not simply what we think because what if like my personal like I know how much you loved Horizon Forbidden West I'm going to be honest it wasn't it, it's not my favorite game of the year
0: I won't stand for this slander I'll say that it makes my taste sound bad I'm kidding <laughs> it's not it's fine Um I'll say this though what you said about the medium kind of fucking bummed me out because like it made me realize like we might be getting that Silent Hill remake this year in 2023, um, bummed me out is the wrong word. I guess like I'm fascinated. You know what I mean? Yeah. My well, hopes I, are low, but
1: do you ready think we'll get
0: excited? Maybe. What's
1: it? Do you think we'll get abandoned this year? Speaking of Silent Hill 3. Oh
0: no, <laughs> no, right? I mean that just never comes out.
1: I mean, maybe one t- one day we'll be we'll be in our fifties. We'll be recording episode number seven <laughs> thousand yeah. and two hundred, and all of a sudden abandon shadow drop play say uh, our real time experience app will update one day <laughs>
0: <laughs> cuz we'll have it on a, a well, cuz we'll keep it mm-hmm. you know it, on the new you know by that time it'll be you know the ps8 or whatever yep. uh that's i way undershot um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't i would say 2023 does not produce abandon <laughs> Oh hold on here. We're on PS Five, so
1: a, a, a cycle will last h- how many years do you think? For like eight years?
0: For I the said next? eight. Yeah. So
1: we are two into this one, so that means six years for the PS Five. Six. So maybe you're not that far off. I am. I am 32. Yeah, I will I'm, be 50.
0: I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. I didn't botch it. I didn't botch it. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. You did it. Not botched, it's hitboxed! What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number one twenty-five. The good old one two five. Yeah, it's a sweet it's a, one and a, a quarter. One and a cart. One in a Carter. Um, my name is Peter Huntsbitek. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. And joining me as always, is always my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. I already said at the top of the show, game of the year for Hitbox, the podcast, because I, you know, Justin, you and I are, are separate entities, mm-hmm. but when we put our brains together, we do become hitbox a podcast yeah it's weird how that works it is weird how that works uh so we're here to make the top 10 best to choose the the top 10 best games that came out in 2023 or no 2022 i'm sorry all these numbers (laughs) have been really messing with me here um i i don't know like do we even need to do any sort of preamble other than other than like let's just get in there oh wait uh patreon producers (gasps) hit uh uh, jay noll and and dave parker Go ahead, if you want to join their ranks, head on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod in addition to getting your name on the red on the show and also just supporting little creators like us. Um, you do get an extra bonus show every single week, and uh, at this point, we're like 28 or so. It's There's a lot of content on there for just $3 a month. If not, no big deal. Follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod. Join our Discord server. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Uh, Justin, let's, let's get into it. What do you think? All right. Let, let's do it.
1: Why don't we start off by reviewing
0: our lists? Mm, what a wonderful idea read yours please all right
1: so my top 10 was at number 10 multiverses at number nine high on life at number eight return to monkey island at number seven moss book two at number six the quarry At number five fire emblem warriors uh at number four stray at number three horizon forbidden west at number two god of war ragnarok and that game of the year xenoblade chronicles tree
0: For me. Number 10, Vampire Survivors. Number 9, Sifu. Number 8, Stray. Number 7, The Quarry. Number 6, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Number 5, Signalis. Number 4, Elden Ring. Number 3, God of War Ragnarok. Number 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Number 1, Neon White. So. We have how many different games here? Um... Let me see. 17. No, 16 different games here. 16. Yes. 16 different games here. We got to pare this down to 10. Uh, also, I think it's worth saying, I don't know if it's going to come to this, but if like, if we're at like eight or nine and there's nothing on either one of our lists that we can agree on, we can also take a look at games that aren't on our list that we both liked, like your Trek to Yomi's, um, of the world. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. like, it is not necessarily limited to these ten games. Um, although I think, based on this year, I w- I'm going to say that we probably will do it, but I don't know who can predict the future. Not me. Um, so let, we're let's, in the past. So it's true. We, definitely we are can't in the, past. the future. It's 2022, right? Um, so let's let's take a look at these lists here. How do you want to start this? Do you want to do you want to take an internal look at your own list and think about things that you? need to keep on there things that you want to get rid of how do you want to do it
1: do you want to show the points because we can talk about like how we used to do it and how we're not going to do it
0: yeah yeah in 2020 the first time we ever did this um we basically just like tallied up the points of like what was it uh if something was in the first it was uh, number one it got 10 points for something that was in number two slot it got a nine you know all the way down. Uh, and so we basically just tallied up the points for, uh, all of the different games and then just did a numerical, (laughs) um, uh, like solution to that. Real Uh, official. I mean, uh, I think it worked for us back in the day, but I think that last, I think that last year of us talking about it all was a way better way to do it in my opinion, because then it, it helped us understand the nuances of what we liked about each game and everything like that. Um, so, in terms of the, um, in terms of the numerical values for everything here, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, God of War Ragnarok, Stray, Neon White, uh, were all three games that it scored pretty well. Although Neon White was only on my list, um, uh, other games in the top, I don't know, handful here. We got the Quarry, Rise of Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Signalis. Fire Emblem Warriors, and Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That that would be like the top 10 should um, just straight numbers decide it. But to be honest with you, Justin, I think that's a decent start, but I don't think that's it. You don't? What do you think? No. Yeah, you're
1: right. I do not. like Horizon definitely should be in the top two.
0: I... I can't. I can't. This is going to be a long episode. I can't on- do this. I can't do this. Um... How about this? Let's let's take the four games that we can both agree on, and let's tentatively just throw them in that top ten list of ours. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, th- I think that 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 is a good
1: beginning point. So that's a good start. We have the our the, the shared games in common. I do not think there is any controversy with those games.
0: Yes. Uh, so those th- four games that are shared are Xenoblade Chronicles Three, God of War Ragnarok, Stray, and The Quarry um i don't know for me i i would not say that these are my top four games of the year would you agree with that in that order i guess in that order yeah oh sorry Uh, i did this backwards but i mean for me
1: i think that three of those games are top five potential
0: um i would say so what does it what doesn't make the cut for you
1: uh, the quarry, not that Not that there's anything wrong with the quarry. I just think that that is not necessarily.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I I would say that, yeah, I don't think Stray would be in like the top three for me, but I could see an argument for it being in the top five. Um, the quarry. Yeah, I, I, I do love, but I don't I wouldn't say it's in the top five, although Xenoblade Chronicles three and God of War Ragnarok for me personally Based on the way that we have our lists, for me, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was number two. God of War Ragnarok was number three. For you, uh, Xenoblade was number one. Ragnarok was number two. I'm fine with just calling it here saying Xenoblade is number one. God of War is number two.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee an argument where Xenoblade is not in the top two. Yeah. Um, and just because shared interest, too, I think God of War is clearly number two as well.
0: Yeah, so I I think, like, I know it might be a little anticlimactic for us to just have that, like, right out the gate. The but first thing we do, game of the year. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. We, like, like I, I think if you listen to that last episode, like, I think it's very clear why both of us love Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as much as we do, uh, and why I think God of War, why we both think God of War Ragnarok also deserves such a high sp- slot as well. Um, I, I think it'd be an interesting... Uh, Conversation to like play to put to pit those two against each other and uh, like talk about why one is a why why Xenoblade Chronicles three is better than God of War on our minds, but I don't think we need to necessarily do that right here.
1: No, yeah, we can we can maybe we'll we'll, we'll end with that a nice discussion about two of the best games that came out in this year.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, so then, okay, so we've got Xenoblade Chronicles 3, God of War, Ragnarok, Stray, and The Quarry. Before we try and like find places for Stray and The Quarry in terms of like this list, what are the other, what is that, six games you think that should be on this list?
1: Uh, well, Multiverse high in life. Return okay, among okay.
0: You- I guess I mean like, <laughs> like, what games from your top ten do you think, if you had to compromise with me and let's say share three slots, what do you think really deserves to be up here. Um
1: I think uh that my I think on my list from my side, the only really obvious one to put on there um would be Return of Monkey Island. We can make an argument for that just because of like it was in your periphery and it's on my list too and we both played it.
0: I found Return of Monkey Island to be a delightful game um full of goofs and gaffes. that was let down. By its ending.
1: Correct. Uh,
0: so I, I, we, we talked about that last week. Uh, I have no problem putting Return to Monkey Island on this list. I wouldn't say it would go particularly high. Um, no. like, like, I don't think I would say I liked it more than The Quarry or Stray. But I, I think that Return to Monkey Island is a solid addition. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah. Yep. I think that works. And I mean,
1: part of it, too, is like. And I think you did a good job, um, uh, kind of cueing me into co- some of these games. Like I think, like us both playing it is important to a certain point. <laughs> like at least having some opinion on it. Yeah. Um, and with I mean, that being said, it's not on my list, but I think it easily should go on this list. Would be Elden Ring.
0: I, I go back and forth, right? Do you? Okay. Just a question, like like off the cuff. Do you like Elden Ring? And, and be honest, and I I. I think it's fair either way based on what we've talked about with it.
1: Uh, that, that, I mean, that's a tougher question than that because I don't think it's necessarily about me liking it or not mm-hmm. because it is my favorite Souls game.
0: You liked it more than Bloodborne?
1: It would be close. I, so think, I know you like that one a lot. I think Bloodborne, what I liked about Bloodborne um, is that it the combat is much quicker and it incentivize mm-hmm. aggressiveness in a way that I don't think these souls games do. Um, and I think the overall like path to stuff made it easier to play to a certain point for me, because hmm. you still had the kind of like Metroidvania style askness of it. And you really felt that in, um uh, Metroidvania is the wrong world, but like how the, the puzzles, the, the, the mazes opened up in, yeah, Bloodborne, I think, is more traditionally what I would associate with this with this genre. Um, but I think just the amount of stuff that you can do in Elden Ring, and the times I got stuck in Bloodborne versus the time I got stuck in Elden Ring, like when you, you there's still many moments in Bloodborne where you get stuck that yeah. you just well, okay. Um, so I think on as a whole, I would say I could I would make the argument that Elden Ring is
0: better. OK, like I'm 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 willing to put it on here. I just want to make sure that it's a game that you would stand by as being on this top 10. Yeah. you. Yeah. OK.
1: Yeah. I think I I, I think I think it fits. I think it, it is. I mean, I, I put a significant amount of time in the game this year. I think it is a good game i think for it, my my negatives on the game have a lot to do with it's nothing i haven't seen before and maybe sure. i'm still crazy with this but like i don't think it's like this revolutionary game the way that another game has been revolutionary i think it's the pinnacle of this genre of game um more so than anything and i've played enough of those games in my life that i think it's hard for me not to put that on on my list
0: i i don't think you're wrong for thinking that <laughs> um uh, like I I disagree about like the innovation or whatever but I don't think that you're, you're wrong or even alone in thinking that it's it's not as innovative as as people like me yeah, seem and, to say. Yeah, and
1: like I don't hate it. It's just like no, when no, I'm no. looking at my top 10 list it wasn't a game that I I look back at with oh that was really cool unique or that wasn't a, that mm-hmm. wasn't a moment in my year of games the same way that these other ones were like Multiverses. Yeah, I've retired. I've I've hung up the the boxing gloves for multiverses. (laughs) Right. Um, But the time I did spend with that was much more engaged than it was with Elden Ring.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, I'm looking through my list here. I'm just thinking of like things that I could cut, um, like in terms of like coming up with our top 10, I think Kirby and the forgotten land is probably one that you have no interest in. (laughs) Yes, because I know we talked about that, right? Like, and and you thought it was fine, but like not anything to write home about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think that one's good to to retire as well. Um, Similarly, Vampire Survivors. Did you play that at all?
1: No, but I don't think I ever want to.
0: Yeah, I think like I'm fine with recognizing I like that game a lot, but um, it does not need to go on (laughs) our collective list. Um, What else is on here?
1: sifu uh, should be on the list you think
0: sifu should, should come on our list
1: yeah i mean it was my number 11 ish
0: yeah okay i can take that um let me throw that guy on there yeah well, i mean what a, what a what a fun game we, we talked about it a little bit last week um it, it feels unique i don't know like in the way that it approaches its combat and its mechanics and just says learn them you know, and I know that some people are not going to like that, uh, although it is cool that they did add um, a whole heap of accessibility and customization options for for players um, in the updates since it came out. Um, I still but, have to
1: go back to it. It might, it might make it a little bit easier to. To engage with,
0: I thought it was interesting, like you can sh- like change like enemy A.I. as well, like alter it so that like they will never attack if you're attacking or or like Things like that, which I thought is just like a very um, excellent feature in a game like that. If if you're having trouble, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what on your list do I think deserves a spot? I think Moss Book 2, I think I could tentatively be open to putting on our our list, even though I have literally never tried it. Because it seems like the thing I would like, it's just I'm uh, held back by not having the hardware for it
1: yeah I mean, I'm sure you would like it, but I still find that hard to be so like if I'm looking at this list, right? Mm-hmm. games that we've both played, and I'm yeah. not saying that I'm making an argument for this, high on life, where does that go into your brain of the world?
0: uh, not for me, <laughs> you know, like like uh, just not for me. There were some things that I did think were funny, like we talked about last week that um that achievement joke. <laughs> Yeah, which i thought was very clever uh it reminded me a lot of you ever play portal 2 yes at the very end you get to a chapter called the part where he kills you and then someone goes this is the part where he kills you and then he shows up and he goes this is the part where i kill you and then you get a trophy that's like this is the part where he kills you (laughs) like (laughs) like it's one of those things where like it is a fun it is a great joke that plays with the idea of being a video game you know um in, in a game that's full of just people just yammering all the time. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, but like it, even then, like I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago about uh, I thought that the humor was either hit or miss, but. At the end of the day, I didn't really like it as a game. I thought it's shooting was was pretty poor. I, I thought it starts OK with the first gun that you get. Um, and it kind of makes you wonder like, oh, like what else are we going to find here? I got this cool grappling hook and this knife. Um, I wonder like what other cool guns you're going to have. And it's like, oh, a shotgun and the needler from halo. And then Tim Robinson, who I used cause I wanted to hear Tim Robinson. Like, <laughs> you know I, what I mean?
1: Creature is my favorite. Like that was like my favorite uh gun weapon to use because all you do is like for a boss just shoot out everything you can just shoot a bunch of them yeah and then just like avoid whatever they're doing and then they would by the end of it kill it like it made the final boss too easy but
0: like hey I don't mind agreed 100% Um, but yeah let's do it and that what a fun what a fun weapon too I was ashamed that you don't get him uh when you go back out into the world I get why because that would make the rest of it so trivial but
1: yeah yeah uh um by the way, like one of my favorite moments in gaming this year was the Applebee's section, because of just how like simple,
0: stupid comedy it was. <laughs> it reminds me of um You ever watch Nathan for You?
1: Which one? I've seen That's, some of the clips.
0: Uh so he he does dumb Starbucks. Do you know this? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, if you if you're not familiar your listener, he basically makes uh <laughs> he opens up a Starbucks and it's just beat for beat a Starbucks, but the word dumb is in front of everything. So it's like a dumb latte or a dumb, you know, a uh, croissant and whatever else. And uh, basically just argues it's all parody law. It's <laughs> the um, so, same thing with space Applebee's. You just show up and it's just an Applebee's. Yeah. You get to order yeah. off the menu and they bring out the food from Applebee's. <laughs> like,
1: and you're, you're trying to have this big dramatic moment, uh, characters revealing something about something. And then in the middle, every time it's about to like be revealed, waiter comes back and asks all right what do you want for your appetizer what do you want for your main course do you want a dessert it's
0: just like so stupid and and yeah i think that section is pretty fun and it's fun too because you go like you go walk past it in an earlier section you're like oh that's kind of funny um and then like turns out no the whole thing is furnished and like you go inside and like it's it it is an applebee's um yeah no i i think high in life for me doesn't fit in here i wouldn't say that i like it any better than any of the other games on here uh and even at a number 10 slot like uh, i i think that these top 10 games should be games that we uh, i don't know because i was gonna say that we like but you have a tenuous relationship with elden ring
1: i mean no it, it should like represent us and again my my thing about elden ring is not that it's not a good game it's just not like so not for you, right? Not for me is not not quite the right word for it. It is just like I didn't fall in love with it the way other people fell in love with it. But that doesn't mm. mean I cannot recognize it being a good game.
0: Sure. And I guess that's different for me with High in Life, where like yeah,
1: it's a di- it's different. I think yeah. I think there are, there are categorically uh, problems with it as a game. Um, and with like the humor and stuff like that, like it's not for you, but it's not just for you because you're not into that genre.
0: Right. And I think if it were a good game, like a really good game, even if the humor weren't for me, I think I could still probably recommend it to people who don't vibe with the humor, but I just don't think that's the case. Right. Like, does it make sense? Yeah. Does that feel fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we want to strike high on life from, from this whole situation. Sure. Sure. It has been stricken. It has been stricken. I would uh, so, like yeah, the on. reason
1: I brought that up is because I don't know if Moss Book Two necessarily fits on this list. If that's okay. the case, um, just because I mean you haven't played it, it's I true. don't know if I can necessarily advocate for it. Um, other than the fact that I it was my favorite VR experience of the year, right? And I think what it does for VR was like a lot of good stuff and it, like in, improved on the original game um, mm-hmm. in almost every way. Like I think there are better arguments for other games than that one
0: yeah okay. I think that's fair. I think that's that's super fair. uh, what do you think about neon White? My favorite of the year. I know you said that it was when you realized like what the loop was, there was this realization of like, oh, oh
1: <laughs> I think it should be on this list because like I think without having neon White on this list, it's not representative of us as a podcast because I sure. think that is like a hitbox recommended game of twenty. 20- 22 Um, I'd say that's fair so I think that like I and this also kind of goes with I guess the high on life Elden Ring thing just because it's not a game for me doesn't mean it's a good game Mm -hmm. and I still think you can make the argument easily that neon white is a good game
0: yeah I I would say that's fair we've been talking about it we've been dancing around it um horizon forbidden west it's your top it's your number three (laughs) it is for similar reasons i think we can put it on this list i don't i don't like it but i think that i can recognize what people do like about it and I, I, i i disagree with a lot of those opinions about it but i think you like it enough to make it number three i think that it should be on here.
1: And I I wouldn't like, I think it is a game I like. Um, if there's another game that we can both agree on, I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of it. Um, I might move something out there like monkey Island over it personally, but we can, we'll deal with that if we find two other games that we agree would be on here.
0: Sure. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to throw it in here. Um, I know I've got Signalis on my list here. Uh, I think we can, I love it, I really love it, but uh, do you have any interest in playing it after playing the first hour or so? Probably not, right? Not. From what it seems
1: like. It's not so much on that, like I won't play it, it has to do with just time. I know what you mean. Because I feel like it'll be hard to come back to the game um, if I don't keep going with it, but. We'll yeah, see. I, I mean, I still true. have a lot of other stuff I have to beat, like Pokemon's on my list. I do want to go back to Sonic Frontiers at a certain point. Plague Tale mm-hmm. Requiem is the pressing one I want to beat at some point. Um, as Dusk Falls, I have to beat, but that's more on when my fiancé and I, uh, well, I guess not anymore, my... Wow,
0: by the time you listen to this, it'll be his
1: wife. <laughs> my wife. <sighs> um, and i will
0: have been to the wedding. It'll be so fun. I'll tell you all about it <laughs> next uh, week.
1: Yeah, it, it, hopefully the the rain goes well. We did buy umbrellas,
0: so... Is it an outdoor wedding? Well, no. But rain. I see what you're saying. But rain and I. Yeah, I guess I don't. (laughs) I'm a fool. I was like just assuming I guess we were driving into the the venue. Yes. Anyway. um, Okay, so we've got. So. With this final slot here. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think that Signalis is emblematic of us. I think Signalis is emblematic of me in terms of my tastes.
1: Mm, yeah, but I don't necessarily disagree with it being on the on the list because, I, I mean, I was vibing with it so far, and there's nothing that would stop me from doing it. I don't think like Signalis would be a bad one to have on that list, per se.
0: Okay. Do we want to put it on there and then try and figure out where things go? We
1: could. There there. There's a couple other things to talk about, too, so why don't you just yeah, throw Signalis on that bad boy? Okay. And then I'm going to look at my list of games I played this year, and then if you can look at the games that you have played this year, anything that you think we could make a valid argument for on that list, even if it wasn't in our initial top 10, but a game that you think, like, Hitbox recommends this game. Okay. So the only one on my list um, that I think would fit that description for mm-hmm. me would potentially be Trek to Yomi. Yep. And I think that's where the list ends. (laughs) For me, at least. Because other games that that I've played, Overwatch 2, Sonic Frontiers, um, Plague Tale Requiem, Nobody Saves the World, Tunic, As Dusk Falls, Pokemon Legends, Arceus... Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Splatoon 3, Pokemon Scarlet, Trek to Yomi.
0: Yeah, I, I think Trek to Yomi is a game I would recommend. I know you'd recommend. Um, yeah, because for me, I'm looking on here and like, I don't know. <laughs> like, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't, really didn't vibe with. I can't believe that Rainbow Six Extraction came out this year. <laughs> that, like, that feels like one whole full lifetime ago. Yeah. Same with Crossfire X. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Ghostwire Tokyo. Did you play that? No, I don't think so, right? Mm-mm. And even that, I, I don't think it is spectacular. Um, Shredder's Revenge. Did you touch that at all? No, you didn't, right? We Mm-mm. talked about that last week. No, okay. Could you make an argument for that game in any way? Uh, yeah, but not over what we have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because like- cause right now, we've
1: played all the games. We both played all the games on the list
0: uh yeah oh weird look at that um uh <laughs> like immortality but i don't like i don't would you that have been that? on your
1: list at any no. point like is that even an honorable mention
0: no um i was really into it w- what for like the first two hours and then like at hour three it was like you got the ending you figured it out and i was like what did i i did you know like the uh, no um Yeah, I think that's it. All right, so yeah. If that's the case,
1: let's open a new sheet up here at the bottom. It'll be sheet 2. Yeah, I see it. Um I'm also going to add uh Trek to Yomi on here just to have that extra one
0: for purpose of conversation. Yeah. Um Can I just say I really admire your Excel or, I guess, Google Sheets skills because it's something I don't have.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's even not that great. I tried to. I don't know if you can hear this. My coffee
0: mug is just hissing. Oh, is it about to explode? I wouldn't put that by your face.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I I try to do something that would have a barcode. Like scan something and mm-hmm. like like a like a scanner scan something and then change the sheet based on the result that came in. Turns out you can only do that stuff on Excel. I'm one of those mm. those spreadsheet people that knows the difference between sheets and Excel, and I hate both of them because of
0: that. I understand. I don't, but I understand. That's like half of I didn't go
1: to business school. I'm an English major, but half of business mm-hmm. school is probably like spreadsheets one oh one.
0: I guess that makes sense And one oh two. Yeah. yeah. 102 is for Excel, 101 is for Google Sheets. Anyway, you were saying for the sake of conversation, you said you were saying something. Uh oh, tr- we're adding
1: Trek to Yomi there just to have it on there. So we have 11, these are the 11 games that we have and then trying to organize and think about what what of these to do here. So all right, we have our 1 and 2 locked in. To help make this a little bit more manageable when we're looking at this. I'm going to move this over and I'm going to copy and I'm going to paste um, I'm going to paste remaining games. the remaining games there and then I'm going to get rid of these games and then we can kind of move them over. Mm, I see. I see. As we're going through.
0: Okay. Okay. Hmm. So I think, <laughs> I, I, I think hmm. this is
1: rough but I think the best way to start is going to be with the top five. If we can get a top five I think we can then kind of like bang through um, the rest. Everything else, yeah. And try to eliminate them. Um, so, with that, which games are not a top five game?
0: Return of Monkey Island for me. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West for me. Um, The Quarry for me. Yeah, how many is that? Um, a Sifu for me, and then I think because I need what just three total here. Um, stray for me. <laughs> how <Okay>. did Trek <laughs> to Yomi get in here? <laughs> and then Trek to Yomi, I guess. Okay.
1: So I'm going to say that on like the joint list. Mm-hmm. I think we need to consider stray in the top five.
0: I can, I can get down with that
1: where I don't know, but I think like looking at the joint list, I think that could, should be a top five game
0: for as much as we gush about it. And every time we talk about it, we've like discovered something new to say about it. I think you, you're spot on there.
1: Okay. So I think that is one to consider. Um, I also think Elden Ring could sit at that 5 spot.
0: Let me say this, Justin. I like Elden Ring a lot. But for the what the things we disagree about it on, I think to me it means that it's in the bottom 5. And I'm willing to I'm willing to say that and let that be what it is if that's how you actually feel about it. Well, it, the, only, the only reason I say it could be
1: at a five is because if I'm looking at these other games here, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to like and let's just say like I'm going to put temporarily put stray in the three spot. Just yeah, do it. It's there. We're in yep. three. We can move it. We need two more games to go in that spot. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not going to be horizon. Sure. You would riot if I put that at number <sighs> one again.
0: I would be I would I would disagree. I would you, disagree you, if it were would, in the top 5. You would five. hang
1: up the call. It's true. Come to my house, delete the hard drive. We never I would, I would like s- everything.
0: Slide all my things off my computer, yeah, yeah. off my desk. Yeah. Yes. So, this th- this
1: one is not going like no matter what, like we're going to double dot that one Horizon Forbidden West is not the top 5 game, okay? Perfect. Um Return to Monkey Island I do not think that would be a top 5 game. Just looking at what that game is. I think there are too yeah, many agreed. issues with it for it to be a top five game. I was going to say that's not happening. Then we have
0: Sifu and Trek to If I had to go, if I did say which one I like more, I go Sifu. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So like that's
1: one that we can have some common ground on. Yeah. Neon White, for me, I know it's your top one. I would be happy sliding that one into six if that makes you happy. I don't know if that's a top five game for me.
0: For you personally, it doesn't feel like it's a top five, so I would say it doesn't belong in there.
1: Okay. For uh, for our list. If I'm putting Elden Ring versus Neon White too, that's why I kind of lean with Elden Ring at the five spot. Because I feel like there's some merit to having Elden Ring in the top five. Sure. Because I think it was high for you. What was it, four? It was potentially tenth for me if it wasn't for multiverses. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like there is that I could I could see it sliding in there. Am I happy it's there? I'm furious. I have you already hate it. wrote Miyazaki. I I had my uh, Rasta Farian homeboy Bill Clinton on speed dial. What, what was
0: it, <laughs> dude? I didn't know what you were saying. It was uh, my. Uh, uh, Reformed Orthodox <laughs> yeah, Rabbi. My Reformed Orthodox Rabbi. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Got it.
1: Um, now the question is: Do you think the quarry could fit in the top, in the top five? five?
0: Potentially. It's one of the, I. I think I forgive the quarry for a lot of its flaws by just saying. It's fun. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And I think that's valid. But I also think that like in terms of like, does that belong at number four over? I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. Does it, it belong in the top five to you? I can, I can hear an argument for it being in
1: there. If I'm looking at this list and I'm looking at the fact that we both had it in our top ten. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger argument for it to be in the top five than not in the top five. I can I can see that. Not that I'm in love with that choice, but I can see that argument happening.
0: Okay, I got a question for you. Would you rather play the quarry like right now? Sit down. Would you rather play the quarry or Elden Ring? Quarry. (laughs) Okay. Right. So then, would you rather play the quarry or I guess that was the only other one we were talking about. So, the quarry, but it, yeah, I know we just it, kind of a joke that we just said like it's not going to go like this, but yeah, I guess put the quarry in there.
1: At least for now. We, we'll put yeah. it, we'll we'll, we'll show that one in the top 4. Um And then do you, you want to put Elden Ring as number 5? We could I'm good we for could, it. We could throw it in there. See see how that looks. See, that's sm- that smells. See how that tastes.
0: 'Cause for me, based on our are the list that we're looking at right here, like yeah, I I don't I don't know what else I guess could go there. Right. Um But so okay, now the question is this Elden Ring number five is the quarry number four and stray number three? Or do you want to swap the quarry and Stray? What would you
1: rather do? I think Stray's the better game. Agreed. Um I don't know if I'd play Stray again over the Quarry just because the type of game it is, and I feel like I've retired that game from from playing it. But
0: well, I think we played like what, like ten hours of a four hour game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So like we definitely we got through. You know, we we got our money's worth, I guess. Um, but it is one of those things where I don't know. In three four years, going oh yeah, Stray, and then playing through it and going like oh what a delightful little game. Yeah yeah. I think I'm I'm good with that. I think as a top five, I like that. That, that that seems to fit. That seems to fit. Now we can always go back
1: and always re- reemerge. So our number one game is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Our number two game is God of War Ragnarok. Our number three game is Stray. Our number four game is The Quarry. And our number five game is Elden Ring.
0: I think that's a solid, I think that's a
1: solid, solid list. That's the top five. And And to be honest, I think with this year, I think finding the top five games is the easy part. But then the rest of it just goes into the I don't want to say like mediocrity, but like the pool of above average games.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed. Uh, so I guess remaining here, we have uh, Trek to Yomi, Return to Monkey Island, Seafood, Neon White, Signalis, and Horizon Forbidden West. All right. Are we throwing Neon White
1: in at six then?
0: Do, I guess my question is, does that feel right to you? Sort of,
1: and I'll, I'll, let's let's throw it in there now, and then we can go from there with it. Okay.
0: I'm, I I can get down with that. You know so I can. So,
1: Neon White can be the number six now, and then we have these remaining games here. And if I'm guessing, you're looking at these, and the game for you to cut would be Horizon.
0: Yes, but similar to other games we've talked about, I know that... If we if we cut Horizon Forbidden West, I think that this list would not be accurate to us as a podcast, as a group here. Would you agree with that? Uh yes and no. I mean, if you can have a good
1: reason, like between those the remaining five games, why it shouldn't be in the top ten and why it will sit proudly at number eleven, um, I'll I'll hear it.
0: Uh,
1: I... <laughs> all right this is this is your
0: chance peter i i I guess what like i i am not nervous to but uh reluctant to maybe to do that just because like i know that you do like it you know and i know that you like it enough to put it as your number three um and and i could talk about why i think these other four games are better than it um but okay here's here's what i think it is i think Horizon Forbidden West is bloated and fatty. I think there's not an ounce of fat on Signalis, on Sifu. There's some fat I'm trying to monkey on, and there's some fat I'm trying to yomi. But like I, I think that Horizon Forbidden West tries to do so many things. And I think there are so many swings and misses as opposed to the swings that are taken by the other four games here. And, yeah, not all of them connect. Not every single one of them is a hit. Trek to Yomi, I know you like that combat, but I I think the combat in that game is its weakest element. Would you agree? It's simple. Right. Yeah. Um, Return to Monkey Island. The story is great. The puzzles are sometimes a little weird. And then also the ending doesn't isn't satisfying. Right. Swings and misses. But the rest of that game is also fantastic. Sifu, I think its tutorial wasn't great. I think that it had some uh, difficulty issues, especially when it starts. But the combat and the flow of that all I think is fantastic. Signalis is a baby and it's perfect. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, th- th- like its combat isn't great either, right? Like its its enemies are just like, well, it's just monsters. I don't know, you know, like. But there are so many other narrative elements in there that are just so fantastic. The style is excellent. The puzzles are excellent. Horizon Forbidden West, for me, I think. It is okay at most of the things that it tries to do. Its combat is okay, but at the end of the day, I find it much more frustrating than anything else. Its exploration is okay, but actually moving around that world, I think, feels bad. Uh, I think that Aloy feels like weird to move, and and her, her momentum's really weird. And I, I think its story is okay in concepts. I like it. In like a summary, if I read a summary of a girl try, you know, has to go and save the world from the richest one percent of the entire Earth's former population. Wow, what a great story! But I think in execution, it's fine. Its writing, I think, is fine. D- does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to rag on it like that, um, but I-, I think that in terms of like the ratio of swings and misses, I think Horizon Forbidden West has the most misses out of all these games. So that said, uh- it's a bigger, longer game. So I don't know how that yeah, yeah, yeah. plays it's, into it, but it's
1: one of those open world games. It's one of those yeah. games. Um on this list, mm-hmm. if you were to put one of these games on this list, what would it be?
0: It is like so personally I'd say Signalis, but I think between you and me I said Sifu. So
1: Signalis and Sifu. Okay. So I agree with Sifu, and, and mm-hmm. not that I don't agree with Signalis. I just haven't got as far in it. So yeah. let's throw Sifu on this list, and I, I'm going to propose we do something a little weird here.
0: Oh, tell me about it.
1: All right, I'm going to click right here, at number seven. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm I, I'm at number seven. I'm going to type something in here. You tell me what you think about this.
0: What's he typing?
1: Oh, it's it's not as dramatic because Uh-oh. there
0: you go. Uh oh. Elden Ring at number seven, Neon White at number six, Elden Ring again at number five. He (laughs) likes it so much. A game he loved so much, he put it on there twice. Put Sifu at number five. Now who? Now who? I can get down with that. And part of the reason, what is my complaint with Elden Ring? Uh... I think you could do exactly what I just did with Horizon for West in West ter- in terms of Elden Ring. So I'm not sure what, well, what your no, one. My, my clear would be. thing
1: is that it's not as as innovative
0: as, as you, innovative as,
1: says. as 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 I think it it as other people say it is. To me, okay, that's what I think. Sure, I think Sifu has the same kind of tough combat, mm-hmm. not exactly the same thing, but it's that tough combat. You're you're you know you're trying to like you know get better, level up your skills. But I think what it does is more unique. In terms of its gameplay mechanics, than Elden Ring in terms of its actual mechanics.
0: I think that's fair. I never played a game like Seafood before,
1: and I think like just looking back at this year, I mean that was like a very unexpected positive gaming moment for me. If you had told me that, hey, there's this game Seafood coming out, you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna be one of your favorite games of the year. It's gonna be flirting with your top ten. I'd have been like, I don't know about that. Um, Elden Ring it would have been like, oh yeah, I can see that. It's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. I I can see that being in my top 10. Sifu was much more of a surprise for me. Um, And I think some of the stuff they did with it, like artistically was awesome. Um, Not that Elden Ring is not, because I know Elden Ring is. I think that's one of its strengths is just its look. Um, But if I'm thinking about like, what tough game am I going to want to struggle through to finish? Yeah. It would be Sifu.
0: I think, I think, everything you're saying here is spot on and I love it. Yeah.
1: In fact, I think you're right. Like if I'm looking between neon white and Sifu, I'd go back to beat Sifu first. Then I'd go back to neon white. Sure. Then I would go back to Elden Ring. I can get down with that. So that's my thought on that. I can get down with that. Are we have four games and three spots left? Yes, we do. To Yomi return to monkey Island Signalis horizon forbidden west my question to you trek to yomi why should this be on the hitbox
0: top 10 i don't think it should be based on these other three games while i do while i like it better than horizon forbidden west i know how much you like horizon forbidden west and I think I said this before, but I think that a t- 2022 top 10 hitbox list that doesn't have Horizon Forbidden West on it because of how much you liked it and how much you enjoyed it, I think doesn't feel right. But it, it if, also doesn't feel right if
1: you don't like a game for it to be on the list.
0: Um, no, but I, I think it would feel weird if it, if I hated the game and it was number four. It's true. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like,
0: like I, I think that like. I can see the merit in it and and like I don't like Horizon Forbidden West, but like I didn't hate every second of my time playing it. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, does that make sense? Like like it was just one of those things I found yeah. to be frustrating because it was more. It wasn't as good as, as I felt like it should have been. Doesn't mean it was like. Like the worst game I've ever played, you know what I mean? And as mm-hmm. we talked about last week, I did. I do like it more than the. Game before it, um the the, the Horizon Zero Dawn. You know what I mean. Um, also Horizon Forbidden West is a much better title than Zero Dawn. Not that Zero Dawn's a bad title, but like, I really like the Horizon Forbidden West. Good title. Good job, guys. <laughs> and that's a compliment. I'm like,
1: <laughs> I'm trying here, guys. So okay, so if we take Trek for Yomi off, because if I'm looking at Horizon and Trek to Yomi, I think Trek to Yomi is. I think a more visually interesting game, that, yeah. Not not visually better, visually interesting.
0: Yes, I has think, a much clearer style.
1: Yeah, I think some of the stuff they did with it, with its exploration, um, were interesting. I really liked how. Yeah, it was a pretty linear game, but if you kind of went off the beaten path, you would find upgrades, whether it would be more of your uh, throwing weapons or more health or more whatever. Like it was like one of those things that. Actually exploring the the world was kind of interesting. Like, for Mm -hmm. a a pretty much side-scrolling game, they did a good job about making the environments interesting. I think one of my things with this game is I kind of look at it as, like, that little rescue animal that everyone else seemed to have abandoned. And I'm like, why were you abandoning this game? Like, I don't understand, like, how aggressive people were against this game when it came out about how, Mm -hmm. like, mediocre they thought it was. And I'm not saying it's the... She hears me all the time. She thinks I talk to her. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I did not think of it as being an average game. I didn't think of it as being a, like, just an okay game. I thought what it was was really cool. I thought the story itself was really cool. I thought where they took the story. Like, if the whole game was just, like, you as a samurai and then your uh, town gets destroyed and you go for revenge, that's boring. Like, that's, that's straightforward. But, like, mm-hmm. then, like, where they go, you go to what hell? You go to, like, samurai hell or whatever. Yeah. You, like, fight through that stuff. It, like, gets to this weird, like, mystical realm stuff at the end. They do a lot of, like, just variation with the kind of encounters you have. Like, it's, it was really cool. Um, so I think that's, like, why I look at that game as being something that, why I personally put it over Sifu. Because those two games, for whatever reason, are very, like, you know counter-based, fighting-based, whatever-based, kind of mm-hmm. linear-based, but in different ways. Like, that's why I put Trek to Yomi first, because I enjoyed that kind of challenge more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Sifu's on this list for me, and I find yeah. it hard to put both of them on that list, personally. I would agree. Um, Horizon Forbidden West for me, I think looking at what that game is and what it does specifically over Trek to Yomi, um, I think it does everything it tends to do better than um Trek to Yomi with the exception of maybe its style. Um I think it's a beautiful game. I think the combat is better and more complex in Horizon. I think uh the exploring is better in Horizon than Trek to Yomi. I think the story is better in Horizon than Trek to Yomi. Um I think it is not as fresh as Trek to Yomi because it is a better version of the first game.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and a lot of it is a little bit of that open world bloat to it. But it goes back to you can beat that game without and you can platinum that game without going through that open world bloat. And I think my mouth taste would be much worse for that game if I did have to 100% everything and get through it. <laughs> so sure. for that restraint, I am appreciative of that game. Um And I think it just is like continuing with the lore of the world. Um, I think it is like a game that speaking of the uh, foster animal that everyone's forgotten about. I feel like Horizon is a game that many people have forgotten about this year just because when it came out Um, and it did come out so early and you put it next to something like God of War Ragnarok that came out from Sony as well. And it's just kind of like, well, Ragnarok is the better version of this in every way from combat to I'm gonna. Uh, I won't necessarily exploration, but I can see how people can make the argument exploration is better. By the way, backtracking in God of War Ragnarok is one of the
0: worst fucking things in the entire world. Um, uh, the map in God of War Ragnarok. It's like, how did this make it in the game? It's offensively bad. It, it's and, one of those things that, like, in the first one, like I'll excuse it. Apparently, you guys, this wasn't working until like a month before you shipped it. Fine, fucking fix it for the second one. Right. And this one's Don't wor- give you a map. Don't give me a map. Like And, and this one's yeah. worse because the map is
1: like so many things are like underground or like in yes. caves and stuff and it is in- exceedingly unhelpful. And some of these worlds that you're in are pretty big. Anyway, this is me uh talking about uh Horizon not God of War. Agreed. Um but um yeah, so I think like Horizon does a lot. And it might not be perfect with all of that stuff, but I think there's enough okay stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Um and I say okay, like I don't like the game. It's my top three game of the year, but like I think there's enough stuff with it that outweighs the bad of it.
0: Sure, I'm feeling that you want to put that at number eight. Horizon. Hmm.
1: Not necessarily. Um. I. Th- but I think Trek to Yomi is is I can see that being off the list.
0: I can see that being number eleven. A very okay. a very applaudable number eleven, mind you. So to you, does Horizon Forbidden West belong at number eight? I feel like based on what's remaining, obviously, we have Horizon Forbidden West, Signalis, and Return to Monkey Island. I feel like that's where it would go for you, and I'm fine with it being at number eight.
1: I mean, it could. So I I think before I even think about that, you beat Return to Monkey Island and Signalis. Yes. Which one of the games do you think is the better adventure game?
0: Signalis. Why? Um There are different types of adventure games, right? Return to Monkey Island is a goof' up <laughs> a goof a, a minute laugh, or romp, right? Like and its puzzles are meant to be a little bit more on the goofy side of things and a little bit more obtuse because that's what it traditionally is, right? Um, Signalis isn't that right it's not going for a traditional point and click adventure game it's going for more traditional like ps1 survival horror thing but i think that the puzzles in signalis are pretty fantastic there is a there is a nice mix of ones that are super easy to solve like that lock picking one that just like there's a note next to it that says like yeah i don't know how to solve this so um we figure we just guess and try and error. (laughs) yeah but it's like a really simple trial and error thing right or there's another one of like Uh, 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 there's like a waterworks pipe thing that you have to do. And uh, it's really complicated. Um, But the solution is literally on the desk next to it being like, Hey, if there's, if anyone has an issue with with, with this um, it's in in universe, right? Like, Hey, if anyone has an issue with the pipes here, uh, here's the, here's how to get it back to where you need to be. Um, And I like that because it took a look at itself and it said, this puzzle is a little too weird. Here's an in universe reason for why, you can learn how to solve this immediately. But then there are also puzzles that are challenging that you do have to sit there and really think about. And, and you, they're the types of puzzles that you might need to get a pen and paper out to like really think about it's it's willing to show you how to deal with it. Um, but it, it is not like always going to be, He's just handing you the solution and return to monkey Island. I think in terms of its puzzles, I, I don't really think that there are any that are excellent I think there are some that are fun, you know, um, and obviously there's the if you're stuck, you can just refer to the book that they give you in the in the voodoo shop. But like um, I, I would say that in terms of like intuitive puzzles that are challenging but satisfying to solve, I would say Signalis walks away with that every time overturn a monkey island, which is usually just give someone something that you find.
1: And do you, you know what I mean by that? Yeah. And you would say I think you said this, that the ending is much more satisfying in signals.
0: Oh, a million times. Uh, Uh, I only got one of the four,
1: but without spoiling it, why?
0: It is a rough question. I know that's (laughs) um, without saying a word. There's all this stuff that happens in the game and you sort of just take it at face value being like, oh, I guess that's just how it is here. Um, But the ending to the game says why asks why? Why is it like that? And then it shows you why. Does it make sense? Yeah. Um, and the revelation that happens, um, I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler because I don't think it's that important. Uh, and I think it's important that you finish the game over this one moment. Um, similar to something like Nier Automata, you got to start it one more time to see what the real ending, like what actually happens in the third act. Um, and... Basically, once you reach the end of the second act, you go, oh, shit, like, oh, gosh, this is so bleak and dark. And then you start it once more and then you get all of the context you need to understand what that whole first two acts were about. And then the third act is about like resolving it and making peace with it. Whereas Return of Monkey Island goes up and up and up and up and you're so excited to see what happens and then just doesn't do anything with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So, if with those things being said, I think one of the things with, with Monkey Island is I mean, I wasn't happy with the ending with it, obviously. I think that was yeah. like a big a blight on it that I think is like looking back at it, just kind of like that is one of the problems with that game. Like, it's a good game, but I feel like I need to be like, it's a good game, but the ending. You right. Know, and and, and like, someone? there's this
0: taste in your mouth, right? Of like, ugh, like everything before that feels kind of cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: um, And from what I played of Signalis, there's nothing to be like, I don't know about that. Like, it does everything it wants to. I think it's set in a vibe. It's really interesting, creative, unique. Again, not like a game I've ever seen before. Even if you say it does, like, touch, like, the old Resident Evil kind of things. I think it is, like, unique enough. And I think people should try it um, with it being on Game Pass. So let's just say, let's throw this one in here. We put Signalis in at number eight. I feel like there's a good argument for that at number eight. I can take that. Now, why should Horizon Forbidden West not be? Wait, let me say this again. <laughs> Monkey Island, Horizon Forbidden West. How do you rank those?
0: Personally, Monkey Island goes over it, but
1: and what and what's the argument for it?
0: Uh, I think f- similar to what we were talking about before about like I think Monkey Island is a tighter package. Yeah, its ending is bad, but um, I, I think. There's not a whole lot of fat on it, Uh, whereas Horizon Forbidden West, I just think that there is it tries to go in so many different directions, but none of those things are really honed that well. Um, I I think uh, I listened to an interview with the director of God of War, Ragnarok, and he was talking about how, like, if you can get every single mechanic to an eight out of 10. It will be fantastic and so it's it's wor- it's what it's much uh more worth your time to spend time working on something bra- raising something from a 6 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10 than it is bringing an 8 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. and i think Horizon Forbidden West is full of mechanics and elements that are 6 out of 10s that for me add up to being underwhelming. whereas Return to Monkey Island i think is pretty consistently good across the board. even though like i said in terms of its puzzles head to head with Signalis, i like the way Signalis does them better uh i i think that return to monkey island though does a good job at be, like re breathing some life into that point and click adventure puzzles without making them as obtuse and, and like making them a little bit more modern does that make sense
1: yeah yeah all right let's go can we go through an old like i let's see if i can remember some of these the old school rankings of like you remember at the end of it i don't know if it was ign reviews but they have they review it like points based on different things, other than just like its overall score. They do like audio and sound design, visual oh, sure. whatever yeah, design. Yeah. Let's try to do that. Um, let's go story, gameplay, design of what graphics, like like visuals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Visuals. Uh, is there
0: another one? Um, audio. I guess that doesn't matter. I mean like it matters I mean, but yeah, not really.
1: All right, so story, what is the better story? <laughs> I uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say the 8 out of 10 story is Horizon over Monkey Island because I think Monkey Island just ends.
0: Yeah, I think that Monkey Island just really lets itself down with its story. Yeah. Yep. And even though I really liked everything else that was going on with it, the fact that there's no like I liked it but it didn't Decide anything. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Gameplay, the moment-to-moment gameplay.
0: I think Horizon for the rest feels clunky, and it's hard to it, it, and doesn't feel good. <laughs> like any time I got killed in that game, I never felt like it was for. I never felt like I had the proper tools to take care of things, um and I felt like giving me a bow and arrow. While it is a cool idea to fight dinosaurs with bow and arrow, it doesn't feel like a the proper. Um. Like. It felt like Aloy was not the right character or like her abilities were not the right ones for the combat scenarios that they gave you. Because all those dinosaurs um, they use melee combat, but your primary way of attacking is all range stuff. So you have to like you're constantly like running away and like trying to like get back because when they're right on top of you you can't aim very well. And Monkey Island while that game is a very different um, gameplay, yeah. Like I think that um, it does a good job of Guiding you what to do as you walk around and talk to people. Um, and I think that stuff works really well and is properly suited for it, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I know that I think I'm probably alone with the forbidden West, not liking that stuff.
1: Yeah. I just think, I think the combat, like, I think the combat is good in horizon. I think like it's interesting. I think it's fast. I think like your moment to moment stuff about like breaking down the machine stuff is like an interesting mechanic that I think they Agreed. really like honed from the first game. Um, I think, you know, the art of scanning, finding, getting the right element, finding the right weapon, making sure that you have enough bows that have like the right kind of elements. I feel like that is a more engaging dance. I agree that I feel like sometimes you just don't feel powerful enough for enemies that you feel like you should be able to do. And it becomes a lot of like chip damage kind of like just lasts Mm -hmm. way too long for no reason in particular. But like I can make that same argument for god of war that i feel like a lot of sometimes the god of war combat just feels like you're chipping away and then it hits you like twice and then you die and you're like literally man give me story mode dude like, yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense how that happened um but i think the gameplay for monkey island itself i think i don't want to sound like I, I don't like the game i just don't know like the gameplay is the story it's just like
0: a lot simpler yeah it's, it's yeah
1: gameplay is the story for me Um, and I feel like that is, I don't play monkey Island because of the game play. Yeah. Um, the puzzles itself and like thinking through those as part of the gameplay, but I just don't know if that to me is like the end all be all of that game, which is Mm -hmm. why we don't rank games on these categories. Obviously. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, visuals. You were talking about the visuals in, uh, horizon versus God of war. Was that was that before we started recording? Yeah, we weren't talking. That wasn't recorded. Okay, so so before we started recording, we're talking about that. (laughs) And I and I was having trouble thinking about this because I think like just screenshot wise, I think Horizon is a better looking game because it's more like grounded reality. But like there is more interesting design and visuals in God of War.
0: I would say that Horizon looks really good in screenshots, but in motion, I don't think looks very good. I think the Uh, faces don't look very good. Uh, I think they look okay, like pretty good. Like I I think they look really good, but I think when compared to God of War Ragnarok, it fucking blows it out of the water. Um, That said, compared to Monkey Island, um, while Horizon Forbidden West is an extraordinarily like has extreme visual fidelity, um, I don't. It doesn't have like a specific art style necessarily. It has like design styles in terms of like the costumes and whatever. But I think Return to Monkey Island makes a very very bold um visual style that i kind of love and i don't know if i could name another game that does that sort of like paper cutout look um and i think it, that art style really matches the tone of the game and uh all that sort of stuff whereas i think Horizon Forbidden West is just going for like realism you know what i mean which yeah. is fine cuz it does a good job at that i just think that um yeah does that make sense yeah yeah
1: yeah um yeah so you would say God of War uh, like the Monkey Island looks better than God of War 2
0: Wow. Well, I don't know. Um No, I wouldn't say that. I would say that Return to Monkey Island looks better than Horizon Forbidden West, but God of War looks better than Return to Monkey Island because you take a man like Kratos and you and I had a debate about did he cry or not based on his extremely slight facial movements. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think it's its visual design is really striking. And uh, has really interesting realized interpretations of the Norse mythology stuff.
1: I think God of War is animated better than Horizon. Yeah, agreed. Um, I know this is not what we're talking about. This is just like, you know, minor details here about that kind of stuff. Um, But I think the thing that you said that I think Monkey Island has a much more iconic visual style. I think yeah. even than God of War. I think God of War is like that they they take like the the eight out of ten for everything with visuals. Like everything is like better than than normal, and then yeah. it just all comes together for a better package um, than um, uh, Monkey Island. But I do think Monkey Island kind of stands on its own as being like a very unique uh, gameplay thing.
0: Let's say this. I don't know what like graphics are going to look like in ten years. So, and and I think God of War Ragnarok looks stunning but return to monkey island will look good forever that's true i don't know what is, i don't know how graphics are going to change in the next I don't know, let's say 10 years but i think revisiting god of war ragnarok you might go oh that looks a little stiff mm-hmm. uh, revisiting uh zero dawn it's stiff it doesn't look great uh, in motion because even though it probably looked great at the time now it just doesn't hold up that well god of war ragnarok might have the same issue even though we think it looks great now return to monkey island i don't think we'll ever have that problem because It's the same thing with like Wind Waker. Wind Waker looks awesome. The game came out in two (laughs) thousand four because it has a really distinct visual style that is timeless in that way.
1: All right. So, I think if I'm correct, we both agree that Horizon has the better story because of its ending. Yeah. It has an ending. We're split (laughs) on the gameplay. Yeah. Visuals, Monkey Island is better. Yeah. Which means it comes down to audio.
0: Okay. I I mean, <laughs> uh, in Monkey Island, I re- I can remember like a marimba playing, <laughs> bing, 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 bing. like that's what I can remember from that game. And in Horizon Forbidden West, I remember people screaming and being attacked by dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a lot more with that. Again, that's not the the one deciding factor. I think there is more audio stuff that goes on with Horizon in terms of its like mechanical cranks and uh, yeah. scratches and gears. I mean the the sound of the dinosaurs that are coming to like search for you, like those creepy sounds in the background. The the sound you get when you're when you're being targeted on by something as you're trying to run through. I mean, all those things I think are little. F- like nicer details this as we're going through this in my head i just keep thinking how everything horizon does god of war does better
0: yeah one like <laughs> a thousand percent <laughs> like we like, like well, think about this right like um with god of war like there are iconic sounds in god of war that are just based off of like little things like we were talking about i think for the game awards the sound of return getting the axe to come back to you like if that sound were different, like yeah, it would still be memorable. Like the axe, but like that sound, I think, is so visceral and so good. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I I know what you're talking about in terms of like the dinosaurs walking around, but like I, I couldn't tell you a sound effect from that game. You know, like what's the sound bite from Horizon Forbidden West that you just like that sticks out in your head? Is there anything for you? There's nothing for me.
1: It's like the the sound like there's like a mechanical like like whirring sound like when they're attacking you. And they're like lunging at you. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Um Yeah,
0: I I will give you that. I'll give you that. And then
1: even like the when you're walking through uh a place where there's a tall neck, you don't sometimes you don't see the tall neck first. You hear mm. it first and you know it's there. Okay. That is fair. Um, that
0: is fair. And I don't think there's anything for Monkey Island, by the way. Like audio, like, yeah, all the voices sound like they were the same level. Y- yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, they mixed it well. They mixed it yeah. well.
1: Um yeah, so I would say that I'm leaning towards Horizon with that one. And again, this is just my, like, me just trying to go through the the two games and, like, what's yeah. better about them. Um, so I don't know. I could, I, yeah, go on. I think to me, Monkey Island is an outlier on this list for me personally, while well, Horizon I have up higher anyway, because I ranked it that way. Yeah. But I think, like, I don't know. I think individually, I can't think of something personally that horizon does terrible
0: i 100% agree i think that horizon is for me personally like a 6 out of 10 across the board fine it's it's fine
1: did did we did, did i ask you what's better horizon or the medium
0: <laughs> uh, no but i would say the medium Oh my god <laughs> it's because it's because you can get through the medium in like five hours oh like, no i think you did
1: say that before i do remember yeah, you saying like something it's like grief. that like, like it's yeah grief. you don't have it's to like bad, be but it's longer
0: quick um yeah and whereas monkey island i think does things like i would say like it gets up certain aspects are like excellent but damn that ending like i like i know it's it's so it's such a small part of the game but like wow that ending was just I really didn't like it. Like, it like leaves
1: such a bad taste in your mouth, and I think that yeah. is such an important thing and when that's the catered story, and then reading more about it. Like I wish they didn't have enough time,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that like that w- it was a problem. It wasn't like that they wanted. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'll say this. I'm fine with Horizon being nine. I, I am fine with that, and Monkey Island being ten because I think Mon- Monkey Island. I would still say is better than Trek to Yomi based on this. Um, I guess l- let's just go through the list here and, and see if we're, we we want to cement it. Number ten, Monkey Island. Number nine. Horizon Forbidden West, number eight, Signalis, number seven, Elden Ring, number six, Neon White, number five, Sifu, number four, The Quarry, number three, Stray, number two, God of War Ragnarok, and number one, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hear that, Noah? Lance wants something a bit meatier. Man, if we do that,
1: I, I have a feeling that if we do the the those four categories for God of War versus Xenoblade, it might be a more complicated decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's. I, I like. I think God of War is probably overall a better package, but for whatever reason, I think I like Xenoblade Chronicles three more.
1: I think the emotional beats to Xenoblade hit me a little bit better, and I think the overall world i enjoyed better in xenoblade than i did in god of war and by world i I mean like the map
0: i think too it's it's tough because like god of war is a sequel i mean xenoblade is a sequel as well but like not really it's in the same series it's not like a direct follow-up to anything else whereas god of war like has to go off of that first game or i guess that fourth game whatever um but yeah i i also for me and I, i know this can't be quantified but like xenoblade chronicles 3 was such a surprise yeah you know
1: yeah um i think like there're more stand up and clap moments in xenoblade more consistent stand up and clap moments than in god of war mm it's close but like it feels like every time you got to an end of chapter in xenoblade there's like some some kind of like power-up thing that happened that just like is just like super epic i mean from the first time you have uh the six people fight each other to the first time that they like link up to like when they all save each other like there's just so many of those like moments like just consistently there's always one of those great moments
0: yep i would i would probably agree with you um and God of War Ragnarok got the combat chirps right. I mean, not the combat chirps, but, like, talking in between. Like, I would have liked it if, if in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 the characters, like, talked to each other more in a way that wasn't just this every single time. Hear that, Noah?
1: Lance wants something a bit That's meatier. The with the gun. Like, I'm the girl with the gun. Like
0: just over and over again. Whereas like out of war, it always felt like there was like a lot that they had to say. You know what I mean? Like I think
1: there's about nines on almost everything with Xenoblade 3 except for the dialogue in between combat encounters. That is like it's a like, clear I'm the one. Girl with the gun. Yeah, it's just yeah. like okay. That's a
0: clear one. Um, or also like uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh Noah will sometimes be like, I don't want to do this. L- like like you are you sure you want to do this? Like to the enemies? And it's like a it's like a slime, <laughs> or it'll be or to be like a like an alligator, and it'll be like, back the fuck up! I don't want to do this, man. <laughs> it's like it's like no, it, it's not. It's not in your way. <laughs> I don't want to do this, but you're in our way. <laughs> like, you can walk the other way. It's an open world, it's it's a big turtle. world. It's a turtle. It's a turtle. Leave it alone, man.
1: It's yeah. funny because like looking at those two, like it's like with God of War, like. I just like don't know like what the thing is with it. Like, why don't I love it more?
0: I think it's because I, I, don't
1: know. I honestly think it's just because it's not something like when I, it, I am like consistently engaged with it. And I know this sounds mm-hmm. stupid. Like, you don't like something that you're engaged with for fifty hours. Yeah, no, I want. I don't want to be engaged for something in fifty
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think there is, um, like value in something that's that can be like brief right or 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 something that like knows when to when to call it uh and if you weren't like engrossed in that story then i think that you might like i don't i don't think it's entirely wrong to think like oh this was a little too long and the fact that they're always talking was like a little too much for me like I, i don't think that that's wrong
1: yeah 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 um, I also do think that the moment-to-moment development of characters and everything works better in Xenoblade, with the exception of Kratos and Atreus, which I think they do a really good job of pacing that relationship out consistently.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I really liked the, like, the developing relationship of um, Atreus and uh, the other people he was with. Like like whenever he was following them around. Like I thought him and Throod was was great. Uh I thought him and Thor, I thought Thor was just awesome, <laughs> like in in uh and uh the Ice One. That's I don't the one, one that is. Yeah, that's the one when he When he what? It's
1: like disappears, him and Thor.
0: Like the him turning and Thor point Thor disappear? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where he uses the Sindri rock to get yeah, back yeah. home and everything. Yeah. Um, I think I, I wish that. It really feels
1: like in the latter half of the game, it becomes Kratos' story again and not Atreus's. when I thought they did a good job of balancing it in the first part because I feel like a lot of those Agreed. relationships just kind of like flutter away. Like even with um, Sindri and Atreus's relationship, that just kind of doesn't resolve in any way. And not that that relationship mm-hmm. resolves with anyone, but like the story ends with that one and Kratos specifically, it doesn't feel final or finished when you're, when you're doing thinking about him and, uh, atreus.
0: Yeah. Because you do have that moment, that final moment with Kratos and Sindri, right. Yeah. In that like final credit scene, um, where like you do realize like, no, he is maybe not ever going to come back. Yeah. You, like, like he is, he is truly, truly devastated and destroyed. And whereas the final scene between him and Atreus, I guess, is them when he smashes the rock at the very end. But, like, that wasn't a scene between the two of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah. really, really the final scene between the two of them was in uh, Brock's workshop in the, tier, the the center of the Lakes of the Night. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. And, and he just, like, tries to apologize and, and he doesn't hear him. But it yep. feels like there was more of that to be said. But... Yeah, it feels like that yeah, needed one of
1: those cutscenes instead of just dialogue. Yeah, but yeah, again, splitting hairs. I think both games are great. Um, I think the fact that I'm disappointed with God of War for whatever reason because I'm too engaged in it, um, I think that's <laughs> enough of a reason for me to put sure. Xenoblade over it. But is there a world where you can see the switching that?
0: Yeah, it depends on what day you ask me.
1: Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like
0: (laughs) today, I'm I'm fine with this. I think Xenoblade Chronicles Three as well. Like while God of War, I think, is an achievement in terms of it, its visuals and and everything like that. Um, I had no doubt that a PlayStation Five could make these characters look good uh, and these this world look realized. Xenoblade Chronicles Three, I think, is a. I think when you've got people being like, we need a we need a more powerful Switch. Yes, we do, but people like take a look at Pokemon and they're like, see, this is why. And it's like, no like xenoblade is a, it does pokemon like it's got all the crazy monsters all in the overworld and everything like that and it looks stunning like it, it is a development issue it is not a a hardware issue you know i mean yes it is a hardware issue like that is a part of it but it, you know what i mean like well it,
1: it, it makes you appreciate Monolith so much more yeah like yeah. for what they were able to do with this like i think that to me is like fuck man they really did it they, like that that's in a technical achievement for all of its flaws in it. Like, well, I think, like that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Like and and to play it, I don't know, three, four months after playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. And like that is like just such a fucking broken ugly game. Like it it looks so bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like and, and I know that there's merit to it. Like there's you know, but like everything's just flat. It looks like I made it. It looks like a first draft. <laughs> And then like Xenoblade Chronicles three that like has this like well realized world with like all these different environments that all like are really well designed and then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet come out and it's like we made a field and it look, <laughs> looks shitty like <laughs> we made some mountains and it's just like a path with mountains. You can fight it the at, gyms like, in any order. It's like why would you do you can't why would you do that? <laughs> anyway, yeah, but Xenoblade Chronicles three hit game of the year 2022. Can I say two years in a row? It's been a surprise. It's been a game that I personally did not think was going to be something that I would be into. And then at the end of the day, I was like, I loved this. But I would say la- dread of last year. And I would say Steel last year,
1: like it was legitimately a surprise going into the ranking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I would not have expected that to be the, the game of the year, but hey.
0: After after last week's episode when we like when we did your list and you seen it blade was one and mine was two, and I was like, Oh yeah, I think that's probably gonna win. It's gonna, huh? it's <laughs> gonna happen, isn't it? Yeah. It's gonna happen. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go, Hitboxes' top 10 games of 2022. I'll read it one more time. Number 11, sorry, top 11, Trek to Yomi. Number 10, Return to Monkey Island. Number 9, Horizon Forbidden West. Number 8, Signalis. Number 7, Elden Ring. Number 6, Neon White. Number 5, Seafood, Number 4, The Quarry. Number 3, Stray. Number 2, God of War Ragnarok. And number 1, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 listeners thank you so much for sticking by us for another wonderful year we're excited of what's to come in 2023 who's who's to say maybe the game of the year for 2023 will be a complete and utter shock to all of us maybe it'll be abandoned who knows
1: oh my um, God, can you imagine that it comes out and it's good and it's good it's <laughs> like life <laughs> no changing. i can't imagine that oh yeah because it's impossible to
0: it won't happen yeah um So there you go. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to the following 12 months of video games and video gaming and gaming news. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter of our show, go ahead, head on over to patreon.com slash hitboxpod. You can donate $1 a month, be a podcast producer, or donate $3 a month like our deluxe podcast producers, Dave Parker and Jay Knoll, getting bonus episodes every single week. It's not a terrible deal, I'll be honest with you. Not at all. It's not, not at all. And you get all the bonus episodes from the weeks before. There you go. Um, if not, all good. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Join us on Discord. Link to that is in the description of this episode. Justin, I can't wait to see what 2023 holds for you and me, my man. Yeah, I,
1: I think it's going to hold a lot of video games.
0: Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.